Hello, I'm Andrew Hara, the host of The Bomb Squad. I wanted to tell you about my movies. All are available on Tubi, which is a free streaming service. The last ones is a zombie drama about how a pandemic and isolation could drive a group of people mad. When the virus hits, John finds himself alone and scared until he meets Michael, his protector. But when Karina, another survivor, enters the mix, everything that John and Michael knew will be turned on its head. The last one's is a zombie virus movie that's somehow even more relevant today. Plus, it has zombies. Check it out. Borderland is a mexploitation film about living in El Paso. When Sarah finds herself in debt to the cartels, she has until sunrise to find some missing monies with the help of her executioner. Borderland is a true midnight movie and a lot of fun. Finally, the documentary Humble Spirits tells the story of the Han family, including champion Jennifer Hahn from El Paso, Texas. The entire Hahn family has grown up in the combat sports and has helped shape who they are both in and out of the ring. Humble Spirits, a family of fighters, is the perfect documentary for boxing fans of all ages. Check out Tubi to watch all my films. Finally, The Empty Space, winner of multiple awards, including the Sacramento Horror Film Festival's Best of the Best, is a cosmic horror about Amy Andrews, who's dealing with anxiety and depression after a violent attack that killed her husband. As she tries to find herself, she starts to lose her grasp on reality. Or could it be something much more sinister? The Empty Space is full of twists and turns, with Grace DeWilder of Rue Moore Magazine calling it a powerful film full of excellent performances by practically every cast member. All of Andrew Hada's movies are available to rent or buy on streaming services such as Tubi, Amazon, and many other places. We hope that you help support us by watching these films. Now, let's start the Bomb Squad! <laughs> everyone and i do mean everyone based on our subscriber jump uh to the bomb squad podcast where we talk about movies that are either underappreciated or underrated i was gonna say overrated i don't even know what our own podcast is about anyway welcome to the podcast and today we have a special episode so when we started this podcast i was like if we hit certain numbers we'll do certain episodes you know and like once we get paid, once we start making money off of this, that's when we'll do Fast and Furious franchise. So if you want to see a Fast and Furious franchise, that's on you guys. Um, but we did hit a thousand <laughs> subscribers, and we kind of like had hit two fifty, and so we did Chappie. But then we hit a thousand, and so we're gonna do this one. And then we hit like a bunch, so we're probably just gonna do a couple of special ones just for fun. But this is yeah. one that I like. This is one of the reasons that we made the podcast. Is for this episode. Uh, so we could talk about this movie. And like I said last time, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I like rented it because it got terrible reviews. Maybe some of the worst ever. And um, I was like, oh, well, it can't be that bad. And I like the actor. So then I watched it and I immediately caught Joshua Whitney Epp, who you can see right there. And I was like, hey, man, you need to come over and watch this three-hour movie with me. And then we watched it again. And by the way, we weren't on drugs at the time. We might have been. I don't remember. But the point was, we saw one of our favorite movies of all time. So today on the Bomb Squad, we're talking about the American Americana history epic called mm -hmm. Southland Tales from 20, 2006, directed by Richard Kelly. I just realized that William went last time. Josh, you're going to be up. Oh, directed yeah. and Describe written this one. <laughs> by Richard Kelly. It stars... Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock, because this was the first time he took that off. It stars Sarah Michelle Gellar. It stars Sean William Scott. It stars the most famous actor of all time, winner of multiple awards, I assume. It stars John Lovitz. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Major you could have said role. like 15 names there, and it would have been... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Does this movie have Christopher Lambert? Oh, it does. Does this movie have Bai Ling playing a dancing girl who's a scientist, maybe? You know it does. So anyway, this movie has everyone. Amy Fowler shows up to get murdered. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about Amy Justin. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Yeah. 
not Andy Fowler. Also, it stars. Oh yeah, by the way, you're like, oh well, it definitely doesn't have Kevin Smith in it wearing a fat suit for some reason. Well, guess what? <laughs> and and Prometheus style old age makeup. And yeah. and <laughs> Mandy Moore, the best. Oh yeah. Anyway, we're talking about yeah. Southland Tale. This movie famously got like a 15 minute boo at Kansas. <laughs> at Kansas. <laughs> Yeah. And like he, t- it wasn't. It was like it's already two and a half hours. It was like four hours at the time. We'll also be talking about the comic book that came with it. But Josh, before we get into this movie, why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us one of those Southland tales? I can. Um, this movie is kind of about everything. <laughs> it's about yeah. every every facet of post nine eleven life. It's like pop culture sexuality religion uh the war um social media yeah yeah yeah. pornography cops Uh, racism racism. yeah um bad poetry corporate greed (laughs) john lovitz it's marxism capitalism surprisingly large amount of snl cast members that are in this movie yeah. Well, and I do want to. Okay, so this movie stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and as everyone on their podcast knows from our most watched episode, we already knew Dwayne the Rock Johnson could dance. <laughs> Take that, Dave Batista. But we also know that he can act thanks to Faster and thanks to this movie. But I will say that Richard Carey specifically picked out people that he thought hadn't been shown their true potential, and he wanted to bring that out. So that's why there's a lot of comedians and like they're everyone's kind of playing against type. Like Sarah Michelle Geller plays a porn star. Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays an action star. He's the closest, but he also will get into it. Um Bai Ling plays a scientist, although kind of she still plays by Yeah. <laughs> Justin Timberlake plays like a hardcore soldier. And then like uh Cherry O'Terry and Amy Fowler play like or Amy Poehler, they play like uh revolutionary terrorists mm-hmm. anyway so everyone's going against type which is pretty cool but josh oh he already told us what this movie's about william what do you think what did you think about this película uh well i mean it's extremely huge and confusing i think by design um <laughs> and it definitely goes into all the things that we just said all the different subjects uh of life but there's also a lot of sci-fi stuff going on like time rips and rips in just our dimensional walls mm-hmm. and Richard I think that it, yeah yeah I it's think. it's kind of like i don't know it's a really interesting movie it's a kind of a comedy but it's like not really about the laughs necessarily um i don't know watching donnie darko you kind of know this guy's style and this movie is still his style but not dark at all it's kind of a departure but there's moments of like just pure brilliance in it that like yeah. kind of like come out of nowhere. And I think with like all these kind of like like Synecdoche, New York is another kind of example that's like this movie that's just sort of about everything. It's kind of hard to keep track of what's going on. So you just kind of have to give it the benefit of the doubt and kind of like go with the flow. And I don't know. Was it profound? Potentially. Am I sure what I took away from this movie? I don't know. It might require multiple viewings. And the last time I saw this, I was at your house probably in like 2012. And I was yeah. like really high, most likely. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it. it's a wild ass movie. It's, it's an experience kind of thing. And I think it's hard to talk about it without having just a discussion. So it's yeah. kind of hard to just like wrap up your thoughts in just like three minutes that I'm going I, on. Here's, here's what I think. If your teacher is in Oregon and he's wearing a sweater and he tells you to write an essay on The Great Gatsby, you say, you start the first line and be like, that book's lame. Let me tell you what another thing that covers the exact same ideals about the American dream, but in a way smarter and better way. It's called Southland Tales. <laughs> okay, that's what you, and then you write the report about that and you'll get an A triple plus. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so like, yeah, I think we can just discuss it because it's hard to kind of talk about it by itself. It has it's spoilers. Like, it's almost yeah. impossible not to spoil it because everything's all over the place. It's so, it's okay. And I we, we should at least explain because, um, you know, someone's going to blind click on this having never seen the movie. Um, 
it really does kind of set the tone really early on because the first 20 minutes are nothing but exposition. Like, well, and one of the things I wanted to say is remember last week when we were talking about Chappie and I mentioned how good Neil Blomkamp is about like giving you exposition. Like he gives you an exposition dump, but you're kind of enjoying yourself. This is the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> because is, yeah. like, hey, it starts off and it's giving you an exposition dump and trying to do the RoboCop Chappie this is it's a news the story. The propaganda news story. Yeah. But so then halfway it. through, it just starts showing you clips from the graphic novel that he wrote yeah. about the first two. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, well, they didn't have the budget. So I, I like suspension of disbelief or anything. But then he just starts telling you like very intimate details about these people's lives. And if the news knew, there wouldn't be a story because they're like, everyone's looking for The Rock's character. And then, like, in the opening, they're like, oh, and he's here. And it's like, wait, does the news know where he... Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, also, The Rock plays a character named Boxster, Boxer Santeros. Boxer Santeros. And that's his actor's name. And his, his character's name in the movie that he's researching is Jericho Kane, who's yeah. a real character. <laughs> Isn't that the name of Arnold in... in- End of, End of days? days? I believe so. Oh, believe you have right, yeah. Go but check out that. Yeah. I was this thinking is of the... Stutter Kane from... In the Mouth um, of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, Both this is an all around. Ones. Like, it's taken all of our things, all of our reviews so far, and it's bringing them together. Like, Endgame. Yeah, I will say, bad. like... Okay, so before we get into real spoilers, I do want to kind of break down the plot. So, Boxer Santeros is a famous actor... They think he might cause the end of the world. And he went to something and he ended up like, we, we find out this later, but he, he, like they, he disappeared. They found him three days later. They don't know where he was. So everyone's kind of trying to track him down. They, they just knew he was in the desert. That's all they yeah. knew. And he, he didn't have, um, he doesn't have his memory, but he kind of does. Sometimes he forgets. There's stuff there. You're never sure if he's intentionally forgetting this stuff or he really doesn't remember. But, like, he's also married to a state senator. And then it's like, okay, so Clinton is going to lose. And this, like, fascist guy is going to start. I was like, oh, my God, Richard Kelly, you picked it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so The Rock is, the like, the first daughter's or potential first daughter's husband. And so everyone wants to find him because they think that they can get to political things through The Rock. But The Rock is with Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's Krista Kapowski, who's a porn star, and they've written a script about the events of the movie. And so they're trying to do research for that movie. And also there's a third organization that's trying to murder them. And then also the end of the world prophecy may be true. And then also in this giant world, everyone's constantly being monitored, <laughs> kind of like our world. Um, yeah. But they also have machine guns. So Justin Timberlake plays a sniper, and even though he's a narrator, he barely interacts with anyone. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he's almost an unreliable narrator because when he's narrating, he knows what's happening. But when he's in the film, he mostly doesn't. So yeah. it's almost like yeah. a post hoc. When, um, when he's in the film, his only goal is to murder people and do drugs. Yeah, he he's yeah. literally because um, the whole thing is kind of this like uh, conceit is that he was in like Fallujah when like mm-hmm. bad things happen. It was a bunch. Right. It was like a huge friendly fire incident, and uh, so he's like messed up and he's like taking drugs, but he's also part of um, a soldier group smuggling drugs into the country including um a drug called fluid karma which makes you like psychic a, yeah it, it essentially the future makes you psychic and uh, it does a lot of things um but yeah Feels again good. he is he it is makes not, you sing the killers in, he's weirdly <laughs> not a big part of the movie despite being in a way it is kind of the great gatsby where he's like a nick caraway he's like i'm yeah. seeing this but not interacting with any of it you know? right um well, and one of the about the rock, yeah. One of the things I really do like about this movie, because like there's a character, so everyone's watching everyone, and so they keep cutting to this kind of coal center area, where like your whole job is just watching this camera, like you mm-hmm. could be watching the camera facing target parking lot B, 
And that's literally all you're doing all day, just to see if anyone's breaking the law. Yeah. And it's it's supposedly in reaction to El Paso getting nuked. What? That's where I'm from. Um, and so, like, you keep cutting to this, but there's this girl who's watching The Rock, and she's, like, become obsessed with The Rock, and she thinks that she's, like, living his life with him. So she thinks that she's his girlfriend. And, like, she's just watching him, and she comes out in the movie, and we'll talk about her when she gets there. But, like... She's not really connected to anything. She's not connected. I mean, she's barely connected to the surveillance thing just because she works there. But she's not connected to any of the groups or their interests in any way. She just wants to fuck the rock. We're at mm-hmm. 13 minutes. I can say that word. Um, <laughs> and so, so much of the movie feels like this. And it oddly feels very realistic where almost every character has their own agenda that's sometimes just completely devoid from everyone else's agenda you know like and i think that that kind of it makes it very confusing to follow but it also to me makes it super interesting because like you never really like so you know there's that scene like they find the rock he meets sean william scott who plays a guy who's gonna pretend to be a cop he's pretending to be a cop because his twin brother quote unquote is a cop yeah um, and he's taking also his brother's uniform to pretend to be a racist cop. To pretend to be a racist cop to get this fam- famous actor boxer Santeros on film during like a racist killing of like a couple, but then a real cop shows up. To well, really see, and then John Lovitz is just there, kind of hanging out. So when they get the call, which is a false flag, um, they're like Amy polar and some guy are like arguing like they're pretending to argue and they're supposed to like shoot them with blanks and then they're supposed to like pretend to be dead so that they can create this huge scandal with boxer santeros who again is directed to the presidential candidate and so they get there and then also they get that there's like this really funny part where sean william scott like he has to be racist (laughs) and the rock is like Oh, is there anything you worry about? And then Sean William Scott just says the N word. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes everywhere. like it makes no sense in <laughs> context. Very, but it's very just like, supposed to be a racist yeah. cop. They told me to be a racist. Supposed to be cop. racist, so he just does it. Like it's just so funny to hear. Like it, it makes no sense. But anyway, so they get to the call, and John Lovitz is there, and they're like, "Oh, I think I can handle this." And he's like, "Nah, I'll give you backup." And so he shows up, and then like Amy Poehler, and they're just like fake arguing. And then John Lovitz just shoots him. And, like, they she shoots the guy. And then Amy Poehler is a poet, also revolutionary. What is she, on Twitter? Um, <laughs> and he sh- and just, she says, like, this poem. And she's like, my name is Magic Time or something. And Dream. Then John, her, my name is Dream. Yeah, and then John Lovitz <laughs> shoots her. And he goes, dream over. Yeah. And then, like, he just tells the both of them. He goes, hey, guys, get the fuck out of here. And so yeah. then they just run away. And that's just how that part of the story ends. Right. And when they run away from each other, it starts playing like, like this movie has a great soundtrack. Oh yeah. I think it starts playing like Wave of Mutilation. And like, it does. It's, and it's like, there's, it's, it's a really important scene. You find out later, like these two guys like look at each other and then all of a sudden the world gets like kind of hate. Like whenever you take fluid karma, the world turns into like these like weird jelly block looking things. And so The Rock and Sean William Scott are like running away and they're on this like sidewalk and they look at each other and it's like this, they look at each other like really weirdly and then they run away from each other. And as they're running away, the world gets like foggy, kind of like Apocalypse Now style. And then it gets like jelly blocky and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And that kind of shit happens a lot where you can tell this movie is like constantly setting stuff up and it's like constantly leaving all these like breadcrumbs, but you don't really know why that happens until the very end of the movie right so right. it's like this movie totally rewards multiple viewings yeah it's and i very, think that's like it, what's yeah. hard about it that, that's also why though in a weird way it's like frustrating um and it don't you this is a great movie um but like it kind of like you were saying where it's like oh it's like this like 30 different characters and a lot of them just have their own agenda that's not connected to anything and it's like so when you're re-watching it you know like kind of the plot and you're like okay i know that this is because like the rock is this and then this is sean mm-hmm. william scott and then they'll be like oh yeah and the, these like amy polar is this poet stuff this this doesn't really go anywhere but in real life that's kind of what would happen you just right. get caught up yeah. in some nonsense that well and mm-hmm. 
just and wait it out, kind of fucks it, with you. Like, right. you meet Kevin Smith pretty early in the film, but he doesn't matter to the story until almost the last scene of the movie. Yeah, I think you see just a shot of him, and then he, like, speaks, like, ten minutes before the end of the film. No, 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 yeah. he talks! Because he talks to, uh, he talks to the team, like, they go and introduce themselves, and they meet each other. Oh, the, like, the, the five scientists. Or yeah, whatever. the five scientists oh, guys. Oh, oh. <laughs> Did we and go then, into the scientist? Did we talk about that yet? Did, that's, that's I, I forgot that Wallace Shawn was the villain of this movie. Yeah. And even though he's in most of it. That's how much the It's also knows. funny. Like, like, so throughout, throughout this movie, people are telling Boxer Santeros and kind of anyone they say, so this is how the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. A whimper. Yeah. But here's the thing. The beginning of this movie starts with, like, everything is, the catalyst of this film is two nuclear blasts in Texas mm-hmm. against El Paso and uh, Plato. And it's like, or Abilene, is it Abilene? Abilene, yeah, Abilene. I think it's Abilene. And it's like, that's not a whimper. <laughs> that's a real yeah. bad thing, like two nuclear bombs. That changed well, that the course of history last Wait, time, you know? Are you sure yeah. it's Abilene, or is it just that Justin Timberlake's character is named Pilot Abilene? I think I just read on Wikipedia that it's that was Abilene, but I might think okay, it was so. Abilene. You don't yeah. know, like I remember it in the comic book. It's kind of important, but in the movie, yeah, it doesn't they matter. barely like they show you like this thing on the t- side it's of just, Texas. Yeah, it's, so it's I know El Paso because I'm from El Paso, but the other one's just up there. I don't know where the fuck that yeah. is. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, the sci- so there's we're also following these scientists around, and uh, William, do you want to talk about? about their yeah, makeup because that, that's kind of like what, their makeup <laughs> oh, yeah, their makeup <laughs> is like kind of like cyberpunk modern yeah like this is kind of a cyberpunky sort of film in it a weird definitely way is, yeah but there's these scientists that have just that they've somehow figured out how to use the perpetual motion of the ocean or like those principles to create this like energy that will like run the world for forever but what we don't know is that in the background it's also kind of like causing rips in the space-time continuum but when they make their power or somehow with their machine, they create this fluid called the fluid karma. And so it's like Wallace Shawn, the scientist who's making fluid karma, the drug that we mentioned earlier, is also in major cahoots with this raging hard-on senator fascist guy who wants to become president, whose wife is the leader of U.S. Ident, which is the <laughs> company that's watching everybody. Yeah. So we have free karma – in bed with the senator whose wife is watching the entire world. And they're the ones that are all after Jericho Kane. So it's like, that's kind of what's happening at the top level of everything. Like all the characters on the ground are connected too, but they're all kind of like free karma. Fluid karma is kind of like the gel that holds every single person together in a way. Cause right. just because that's what with Justin Timberlake was messing with and like overseas in the war and everyone takes fluid karma throughout the movie. Right. And so that adds like another layer of non-spoiler to things too. It's like, that's what's so confusing about this movie is that like everything is not connected, but also very connected, just like how life is in general. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's wild. Fluid karma is a major part of the movie. But, and sure. then like, there's like, we could not talk about Cherry O'Terry and like uh, <clears throat> those two lesbian, that lesbian couple... And like, you don't really lose anything from the story, but they're in so much of the movie. Like, there's so much going yeah. on that, like, because Cheriteri plays one of the Marxist people, and then oh, and John Lovitz is one too. And so I guess they decided. Like, I think that yeah, they were yeah, going to murder. Yeah. yeah, John Lovitz yeah. was a plant. But he, yeah, he was like his at first. And Sarah Michelle Gellar's in this, by the way. We haven't even brought that up. I know she's, <laughs> she's just like there's thirty she's characters. She's major. Yeah, it's like, it up multiple it, times. It, it is kind of funny too because <laughs> the idea is that, um, you know, like uh, Sherry, like um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's his girlfriend from when he lost his memory. She helped him write the scripts, the um, Dwayne Johnson, right. and um, the the like original scandal that the Marxists are going to do is like, oh, if we film Boxer Santeros with a porn star, it's going to like mess up this politician's chances. Just you know, him like sleeping with his porn star. But mm-hmm. then Sherry O'Terry's like, well, no, we should like have him be part of this like insane cop killing, like racist yeah. cop killing. <laughs> yeah. That's like real blackmail. Right. Um, 
but the video it, it's one of those things where it's like god videos like that get released like all the time now and nobody knows the shit you know and now, like, also like they also have a sex tape that they don't really play with but they should i don't know it feels like that'd be the easiest one yeah um, yeah and then there's like I don't know, because then you have, like, on the Venice Boardwalk. William, we used to live there. We used to walk around there a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's um, cool to see all that man, stuff. you were walking sure. around there telling guys you're going to kill yourself if they don't let you suck their dicks. Yeah. That's the <laughs> way to exactly do what it. you were doing. <laughs> oh, also, I, I didn't really, even stop him. That's my favorite part, because everything about, like, The Rock. So The Rock is lost, and he um he's just drinking an entire six-pack. Oh, one like beer he's open, yeah, but not yeah. taking it off. He's like drinking it like this. And yeah. then so the call center lady comes up and Star she's left. like, yeah. she tries yeah. to play along with his story, but he doesn't really like, he's not really falling for it. And so she pulls out a gun and she's like, take off your pants. Let me suck your dick. And he's yeah. like, what? And then she like puts a gun to her head, which I don't think I could do that symbol on YouTube. And she's like, if you don't let me suck your dick, I'm going to kill myself. And so yeah. the rock because every time the rock is scared, he turns into his character from the movie his that he's writing. Yeah, he's, he does like this like little weird hand thing. Well, he's see, like this super fidgety until he becomes yeah. the character. But then he becomes yeah. his character and he goes, Jericho Kane is going to make all your dreams come true. And if I, I didn't I, realize that was a transition. I didn't notice. I didn't know that's what oh, was yeah. going on. Oh, okay. And <laughs> so... That makes so much more sense now. I don't know how many times that we've said Jericho Kane can turn your wish come true, can make your wish comes true, but that definitely became a saying in this house. Part of the vernacular, yeah. yeah. Um, there's also, like, this, um, this movie's fucking crazy. I don't even know. Like, it actually starts um, with, like, part four. <laughs> the beginning yes. yeah yeah and Again, then like Star uh, Wars. a ways mm-hmm. through when when uh when the rock finally meets the scientists it, uh, it it's part four temptation awaits and then when he meets the scientists about an hour in, it's like part five memory gospel and then <laughs> near the very end it's finally part six so you're like what's going on like is he trying to do a star wars thing but no because it's all parts of one movie you know mm-hmm. not like what's going films. on yeah. yeah. Um, he, and he really also, was like a okay, so this. I read, I, know, I read real. the comic book because I really like this movie. You're the only one. Tell so you'll have to you, fill us in. <laughs> I don't think even Richard Kelly read it. Do like, not read the comic books because they bad and they kind of ruin the movie. <laughs> um, one of the thi- like the only thing you really get from the comic books, it's a lot of like because they can't spoil stuff because then the sixth part you're gonna get spoiled, but you already know, so that like it's annoying. Um. Well, the only thing that matters is that they say at the end the true religion is going to be revealed, and then we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think like you know, one of the things I admire about this movie is that you you have like you have a million, especially now, you have a million Rise of Skywalkers. You know, where it's like, oh man, we really took a a risk. Let's let's pull it back a little bit. Like let's not do this. You know, or like. You look at a lot of the second features from these directors who hit hit a real big, you know, and they kind of like they get to the point where they get scared and they kind of like jump back or they play it safe. And again, sure. much like Chappie, fucking R- Richard Kelly like did Donnie Darko it became a huge hit. And it was kind of like it was one of those indie movies that broke out into the mainstream. Like everyone wanted to watch Donnie yeah, Darko. Yeah, it's like one of the most famous movies ever now. Yeah. Kind of like I think of like my Big Fat Greek Wedding is another one. Like Pulp Fiction, you know, like just these movies that Mm -hmm. break out in a weird way. And so everyone was looking forward to this. And like he could have done like The Box or kind of his other movies after this kind of are more normal. But just the fact that he took all that clout and made the weirdest fucking movie of all time. Yeah. Is a dystopian comedy. Yeah. Like an American satire dystopian comedy love story is such a weird pitch and i don't know why they said yes but i'm very glad that whoever did this yeah it's funny you yeah once you start watching it you can see his handprints all over it oh my god because he's only made the box after this and i don't think they want to make a movie again yeah he was like done (laughs) he was cast out of heaven for southland tales and then yeah 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 yeah. he was was... cast into the future much like boxos and (laughs) taros um 
I think like, but yeah, I think, okay, so guys, it's been about 30 minutes. Go watch this movie. We've kind of explained a lot of some of the stuff. Hopefully, if you've seen it, you've got it, and maybe go watch it again, because we're about to spoil the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, like, they capture Boxer Santeros, because the dick-sucking scene is actually an important, it's like sets up the climax. <laughs> um, so they kidnap Boxer, and then they take him back, finally, to the president, Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore plays the president's daughter, and I gotta say, he was right about giving these actors these random roles. And I think, like, I mean, Mandy Moore was kind of different because she was kind of going for these roles. But she plays, like, like a bimbo, essentially. Yeah. And it's, like, really cool to see Mandy Moore, like, do such a good job at such an out-of-the-random roles, you know? Um, but so, yeah, they take them back to the doc- like the, the place, and they're like, oh, they're, they go on a ship. There's, like, because it's also it's the like, end of the a, year. It's a Zeppelin. It's, yeah. like, the... It's a new it's Zeppelin. The... Yeah. Um. And so they're like there, and then Sean William Scott meets Sean William Scott, and so no, no, then... this is this is oh, yeah, this is the crazy part because, I mean, obviously at the very beginning of the movie, you knew that him having a twin brother was fake. Like that's just too great, like too too much of a throwaway to be real. And mm-hmm. then Sean William Scott like realizes like I have to find my brother, you know, halfway through. And he literally just right. happens upon this random drug dealer whose only other scene is just the scene where he's buying drugs from Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and, yeah. and he's going to kill himself because his life's bad. He's he's about to be drafted. He's just like, yeah. I just, you know, my life's... Uh, and he just is like, stop, give me the gun. And they just become friends. And that guy mm-hmm. is an important character for the rest of the movie because <laughs> he's yeah. like driving yeah. Sean William Scott to like find his brother who's been kidnapped by Christopher Lambert in an ice cream truck. Who's also a, a weapons dealer. A weapons dealer. We didn't even yeah. cover that. doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ice cream truck is crashed. Um, the Marxists start the revolution. And then finally the two Sean William Scott's meet and then like grab each other's hands and that's when we find out so then they take the rock to meet kevin smith and kevin smith is like take a look in this box and so he opens the box and he sees a body of himself there who's been dead and blown up because they when they found him in the desert they found him next to a blown up car and apparently there was someone in that car and that's when he finds out that that was him and then they tell him oh you committed suicide this is what happened or your brother committed suicide. and then he dis- he realizes that he it couldn't have happened that way. And the way he realizes it is because Boxer Santeros, he's a pimp. Mm-hmm. And pimps don't commit suicide. <laughs> and that's the explanation that we're given. Mm-hmm. And that's how everything connects together with the movie. And so then you find out that it's not. So apparently they went into a time portal and mm-hmm. two of them came out, one from the past, and one from the future. And 90 minutes into the future. 90 minutes. And so this boxer is the future one. That's why he's even cooler than the other one, I guess. Yeah. And so that whole story, the script has been the what's been happening to them. And the same thing happened to the Sean William Scotts. So when they link up, you're never supposed to touch. You Like, it, they create an anomaly that shouldn't exist. And so if they don't let go, they're going to destroy the entire existence. Allegedly, we don't know. Allegedly. They do say that we don't know what's going to happen. But we do know that there was a Messiah character in the script that The Rock is writing. Mm-hmm. And there's a little baby that doesn't have bowel movements. And we know that Sean William Scott's character also does not have bowel He's movements. He's not gone to the bathroom in six days. Six in days. six days. Yeah. And I so think it's implied hands, that yeah. they're never. he's never going to go to the bathroom because he shouldn't exist in our timeline. Um, right. And then, so then that weed guy who was just driving around he takes <laughs> yeah. the missile oh yeah because shoots... when they when they shake hands it causes the ice cream truck to levitate to float, into, yeah. into the air so yeah the, the weed dealer if it sounds like we're just bringing this up like <laughs> randomly that's how the movie's presented <laughs> he, yeah. he happened to be on top of it at the time so he's floating on top of this that the two Sean William Scott's are in and he has um like an RPG because it was a weapons dealer's ice cream truck yeah, and he just blows up the Zeppelin yeah. with it. And then he, like, does the Christ And so while he shoots all the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
<laughs> well, he shoots it with the Zeppelin. And then, but here's a weird thing in the movie. So, like, earlier, Batsu Santeros has a vision that this is going to happen. So, he's trying to get everyone to the back. Well, he doesn't know what's going to happen, but he knows something bad's going to happen at the front of the Zeppelin. So, he's trying to get everyone to go to the back of the Zeppelin, which I don't know if that would work, but whatever. But no, then no way. the scientists <laughs> are like, no, stay at the front. And they're like fighting him. They're like, no, 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 you got to stay at the front. And it's like, did they also know what was going to happen? It's not totally clear what yeah. their agenda was. And I think that's kind of, they had their own thing. They were just trying to like, and the government or something. Speaking of own things, while all this is happening, uh, you're asking like, oh, what is Boxer Santeros, the lead character, doing? He's dancing with the porn star and his wife to Moby. <laughs> and uh, and then they just dance until they blow up. And right before they blow up, like he puts his hands out. And on the back of his shirt, in blood, you yeah. see the imprint of Jesus. Because mm-hmm. again, in the comic book, they say that the true religion will be revealed. And for some reason, he decided it was oh. Christianity. <laughs> Which, like, this movie is not about Christianity, like, even a little bit. If anything, it's more about, like, Buddhism and shit. So it's funny that at the end he's like, nah, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just, he probably looked cool. I mean, I I say the drug dealer does the Christ pose at the end. About five people do the Christ pose at the end, including Boxer as the Jesus is coming off his back. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie is very... um, And I like that, like, everyone is... Everyone is just going for it. Like, nobody looks, you know, like I've heard that apparently Dakota Johnson is, like, not even trying in Madam Web. But that's not the case with this one. Like, everyone is really bringing their A-game. Yeah, everyone's excited. Everyone's helps. on fire. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes it feel like yeah, it, feel like it's part of something You know, it's funny. I was, read, I was reading about this movie, and they're talking to, like, Wallace Shawn. And he's like, you know what? I read it and I didn't understand the script, but Richard Kelly says he wrote this part for me. And I was so flattered. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> like, like Richard Kelly's so passionate that it like draws mm-hmm. these people to like, you know, go hard. It's it's right, also funny right. that it's like Richard Kelly. Why would you say this in an interview that I'm gonna read? <laughs> or, or Wallace Shawn. Wallace you know? Shawn. Yeah. 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 This. Probably after the movie had been out and was a huge flop. Did I don't mm-hmm. think it made a million dollars. Well, and it's funny because yeah. it sold for like eight million dollars at Cannes, and then Richard Kelly put another million dollars in. Like he made Sony put another million dollars into it for to finish the special <laughs> effects, which includes a car fucking another car. For, oh yeah, just to <laughs> yeah, show right. like oh yeah, yeah they, we use the RoboCop style commercial. Um, yeah. You know what I will say about this movie? Because this movie is great, but mm-hmm. it, narratively, it is kind of intentionally a huge mess. And, yeah. Uh, you almost kind of get the hints of like, um, um, I don't know, we probably talked about Donnie Darko in here before, at least once. But, you know, like Donnie Darko, great film. But if you watch Donnie Darko, the director's cut, you're like, ooh, this is bad because he wants to explain all the science. Um, of Donnie Darko. Right. And he kind of does that in this one where he'll have like, like a lot of times it'll do like the, the cut back to the kind of media propaganda thing for like five minutes to just like give you exposition. And it's like, Richard Kelly, no one cares about this but you. If you want to just take this out oh. and like have us piece it together <laughs> between scenes, like, right. this is a vibes mm-hmm. movie. Don't explain too much, you know? Totally. And, and yeah. I almost feel like that would be like a stronger film. You know, and it would still be like yeah. just totally all over the place, but in a funner way than when you can really tell he's like, no, don't you understand? Like the U.S. Senate race, it's like I don't, and I don't care, Richard Kelly. Just yeah, yeah. Richard, Richard Kelly together. is like uh, he's like a Star Trek fan trying to make a, but he keeps making Star Wars movies. You know, like he keeps making <laughs> like hangout vibe movies, but he's always trying to overexplain how they make sense, and it's like, nah, man, I don't, I don't need to yeah. know. How the bunny the knows that yeah. Donnie's gonna That's die, like, just just have him there. You could totally tell, like, yeah, when you watch the Donnie Darker directors, because it's like, oh, he was so annoyed that no one understood this; they just thought it looked cool. So yeah, he's like, right. "You're gonna understand Trust it, bitch." Me. And he, it's like yeah. he tries to do both. And I was like, "Hey, man, like, just I do the Donnie Darker thing. Understand. Just have a vibe." 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, it buddy, we're here for tears for fears. This, yeah. Um, it's funny. This movie's so good. It did get me to finally watch The Box earlier today. And, um, oh, yeah. Not, not good, but uh, that movie. It's not The Box. I mean, it's fine. It's just it's kind right. of. It's more just, like. It's right you want it to be amazing like this but no that movie yeah. starts with like a military report of how the box guy works and it's like oh he can't help himself <laughs> he yeah. needs you to know the science he's he a professor of his own films everything <laughs> and i do like how it's like you know he kind of you know what i bet you he could write a pretty good ghostbusters movie because he kind of feels like the same psychoticness and like um, I mean, they've already tried and failed like four times, so why not give it to him? Yeah, but no, he feels <laughs> like that same record. craziness, like where if you if you heard about the original version of Ghostbusters, like Dan Aykroyd, like explained how the traps oh, work and how the right, ghosts, like how he believes, like how ectoplasm yeah. works, and then like Bill right. Murray or Hal Ramis like looked at it and they're like gotta get all that out of there bro like nobody cares you know? yeah and yeah. then like but it would how funny would it have been if he had left all that stuff in so like in between the jokes about stay puff marshmallow man and the big twinkie they're just over explaining how ghosts work right and like See, that, that's think, kind like, of this movie yeah how would that yeah, work yeah. it's like well watch this movie because that's how like, you're not gonna <laughs> yeah. like it and but I mean, such I a am. crazy plot. Like, I mean, he was probably like doing that to like figure out himself too, and to like kind of keep yeah. it in order. And he's just like, he yeah, wants like, us to he... have the same experience that he has. Like, right? right. Like, I it. think to him, understanding it's the interesting part. But to the audience, it's like, mm -hmm. no, just like seeing you do like do this five minute dance scene is the interesting part. Right. You know? Show me your I like dancing you know? through the Zeppelin for five minutes straight to to and the I, end. You know, I think that's why. Oh, sorry. I think that's why I didn't like the box as much not i mean the box is serviceable but it's like it's man, more like there's nothing fun in the box. yeah when you take two big yeah. swings and then you just like hit a grounder you it's why like, all they would give him money for they're like you I gotta know. do this fucking regular ass movie it was dude. definitely like the like hey you have to do this you should have done a slasher film buddy that would have gotten you back it, it is the it's it's, it's cool. interesting i do wonder like kind of because obviously like the studios gave up on m night and he just kept cranking them out but richard kelly's like no i'm done so it's like yeah. i do wonder I, kind of what the difference is i think about richard kelly and also duncan jones who made moon and source code and you realize yeah. like m night Shyamalan was able to do that because he went from like signs mm -hmm. to like the lady in the water and like last airbender were these super huge spectacles but then to work his way back, he made the visit, which cost like twenty bucks. You know, it was like right. four it's actors in the cabin. You know, yeah. And so I don't think that Duncan Jones or Richard Kelly has it in them to make like a not to to do the million dollar I'm, budget. Yeah. No one's has craft services. Yeah. We're bringing sandwiches. Like I think the set. visit yeah. was two right. million dollars. You know, like, yeah, it was right, like right. indie as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like Richard Kelly's not making. He's not even coming out of his trailer for two million dollars i know i just i read on wikipedia that he's trying to like turn it into like a tv show now like southland tales like he's, he's trying not to make even like gonna... a franchise out of it i think as well i think i don't think it would work as a tv show but i would like to watch it as a tv I, show i do I mean, almost I think, think it could like... work pretty well I could, I could see it or like because i i'm i'm sure you can tell i mean as long and kind of overstepped as this movie is you can even see where he cuts stuff because at the very end yeah. of the movie it cuts to justin timberlake partying and janine yeah. ruffalo's with mm -hmm. them and you're like <laughs> oh and then her name's like general something you're like oh she clearly had a bunch of scenes yeah. right right that were just cut absolutely you know? so it's like i do or like was his original cut five hours long? Characters will just like they will change allegiances in the like between scenes, and you're like, wait, I thought he was working for that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like, nah, they're like, there's like some bums they run into, and then later they're just working for Will Sasso, and it's like, oh. yeah, yeah, Will Sasso is oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, like does like a triple cross at yeah. like one point. <laughs> Will Sasso is like the guy from. The Big Lebowski, who's like laughing with Julianne Moore, except he's in every scene and he's part of every alliance. And you're like, what <laughs> yeah. is he? He has a whole other movie happening that you just don't yeah. see. He's and in like you, five scenes. And that you don't care about. That, right. Yeah. That's, I yeah. guess it's almost like you could like see it, that's what's almost frustrating about this is like you could almost see the four hour cut where they do everything or like the 
under two hour cut where they cut out about like eight characters <laughs> and just, right. like, yeah just yeah. have like the rock and sean william scott you know but it's almost charming how hard he went for it with this no i love that i know that's the big part it. yeah yeah, no, it's it's so ambitious, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you get, I almost you, feel like it would work better now than it did in 2006. People weren't ready for his message, well, much like the I Christ mean, honestly, yeah. And yeah. you guys know that I hate bringing up my films that are available on TV, but it does kind of the feel like space. when I did The Empty what? Space, right? it was a little Very bit of similar like, to Southland Tales. There was a lot of, <laughs> well, there was just a lot of like, oh, should you go this hard? Because like The Empty Space is a weird movie a lot of weird stuff in there especially when you compare like zombies are kind of weird but not really like they're such a staple where like cosmic beams that's not that and so like you you kind of you have to answer that question yourself like how far and i did the same thing that richard did uh, and we both got booed um (laughs) but where i was like nah man let's just go for it because if it works it's gonna work and if it doesn't well at least i told the story i wanted to tell you know yeah. And I totally. don't know, but that's the thing. I don't know if Richard Kelly told the story he wants to tell or if he thinks there's more to it. I, I almost don't think this, this movie is so big that it's like not possible to tell. Like, I think in his right. mind, he's like, it's going to be this big. And he's like, a oh, one person can't do this. This is right. Like, this would have to be like seven seasons of TV. Um, yeah. Right. It's funny though, you say, because I would say The Empty Space is closer to normal Nani Darko. It's not like in the empty space it stops to explain how like cosmic magic works every you know what you're minutes. right if you like southland tales or donnie darko That's or true. the godfather or any movie ever <laughs> watch the empty space on 2b i'm sure you'll have an opinion about it um also it really looks nice like i just love the way this movie looks it's like glossy almost you know yeah it feels like a dream it feels like a produced yeah. script that's like, like a movie at the same time the feels clouds like are dream. like turquoise you know like it's mm-hmm. like or teal you know it's like okay. so, i mean it's it's almost like nightmarish like there's because i yeah. mean they, they do kind of go hard in the dystopia stuff where it's like literally gun mounted soldiers on every other rooftop just waiting to right. like kill well, people like, you know and then mm. i think about like again just thinking about how he went for it like okay so they're in the blimp everything's happening in the blimp that's where all the characters are converging and everything's happening in the ice cream truck that's in the middle of the air and like sean william scott was going towards the blimp anyway so you didn't need there to be a real reason for them to be there but for no reason at all they're just t- going to war on the streets of LA Mm -hmm. and like they're just shooting at each other but like it doesn't really matter to the plot at all and it doesn't like affect anything so it's just kind of like yeah I don't even know who was shooting I don't even know who was involved in that shootout yeah Yeah, they're there but but it's like the chappy thing where all the robots get turned off you're like oh is this gonna have consequences not really okay (laughs) everyone's dancing everyone's dancing while they're shooting like no one's worried about any of this stuff happening like the, the populace is like fine I don't think they even realize that the end of the world is happening. Actually, They're kind of like, I, fuck it. I like that scene because that has a cool seat of uh, one of the Sean William Scott stumbling out of the ice cream truck with like a magnum. And he's just standing there like popping off like random yeah. police. Just oh, to yeah. Stay run by. And I was just like, yay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention the Eli Roth cameo. The only good Eli Roth yes. cameo in any film. Yeah, yeah. two seconds murdered. of him being yeah. shot in the, the the face or chest or something like while that. he's taking a shit on a toilet. Yeah, <laughs> I know you like that. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think this movie is quite good. I think it like I think if I think people are eventually going to rediscover it. I do think that it's very it's a lot smarter than people think. I think mm-hmm. The Rock gives one of his best performances, and apparently he's working with the Safdie brothers. So thank you, Rock, for acting again. Um, and I think like Adam for not it's, working. It's so just interesting, yeah. interesting again. to watch these kind of like, you know, you can watch like a million Marvel movies and if you like them, fine. But like every once in a while you want to find a movie like this, it's almost undescribable. You know? yeah. It's like, oh, what's that movie about? It's like, okay, we'll sit down. It's going to take a little while. Yeah. You know, like those type it, of movies. It's almost hostile yeah. to you as a viewer. Right. It's like, no, totally. you figure it out. And you're like, fine, I will. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also like, like it, it's so easy to see like why this movie didn't succeed with audiences, but it's also like Donnie Darko is like such a long shot too. Yeah, like that movie, that movie would like wouldn't have been loved. Like we could easily be doing an episode on 
the forgotten classic Donnie Darko. Right. So it's like you can't. I guess it's just really hard to capture that like rare, see, see, rarest so of me, lightning twice. It's almost like with Donnie Darko, it's like it feel like you. They really capture like the oh, like being like a teen and life being bad. You know, they like yeah, capture that totally. This movie almost captures how life feels now, <laughs> but it came yeah, out you know totally. like fifteen years ago, and it's like. Mm-hmm. It was almost like he knew how bad things would get. <laughs> right, he knew right. the level of noise was going to get louder and louder. Yeah, until just like consumers the, the didn't give a shit like, anymore. Social media and yeah. just media in general mm-hmm. shit would just like ruin everyone's lives, and it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah and I do like that that they they he really captured, which again this is two thousand six, but he really captured the way that we're always looking at something that's not in front of us. Like we're always looking at our phone. Or at some kind of like our watch, you know, like just some kind of media at all yeah. at any point, you know, like there's, you know, that I mean, it's lame, but it's that thing about, oh, well, you're not like you're sitting in the subway, but you're looking at your phone. You're not even enjoying the moment. And this movie really captures that idea of just like constantly being bombarded with fucking images. Information. And, and like, you don't I, even understand. I think like, you know, it's interesting that this guy, like he has something to say about religion and pornography and the way we look we treat sex workers you know and the way we treat the way we kind of use each other for personal or political gain there's Mm -hmm. hollywood in there there's just like so much in there and like you don't really get to all of them (laughs) but the stuff that you do get to it's like well yeah i mean maybe i don't even agree with what he's saying but i do like that he's shouting at me (laughs) he really wants me to get what he's saying (laughs) And I think mm-hmm. that that makes it that makes it very interesting as a film. Yeah, 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 I guys. Agree. Southland Tales, one of our favorites, and thank you for subscribing. Hopefully, you continue to stick around. Hopefully, we get some new subscribers. Uh, we're gonna do a couple more of these huge bombs that uh, <laughs> that might be good. This one we knew was gonna be good. We might be taking a little bit more chances on the next ones because I think we've been doing it's been too easy on us. But yeah. come back next week. We'll uh, we'll be talking about those movies, and then we will see you on the other side of the time thing. I don't remember what it was. The time rift. The rift. The, uh, the, the rift. fourth dimension. You stupid bitch. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another classic line. Um, yeah, we'll see you then. 